Hey, legends, you know, none of our interviews or episodes ever date, ever. They are all timeless and ready for you for when you're ready to listen. Download the lot and rip in. This episode is brought to you by our wonderful sponsors, Galaxy Finance. Sponsors and personal friends that I trust, that I trust enough to go to with questions about my own finances. That's not a sales pitch, that's fact. Any questions, any queries, they have the solutions from home loan lending to complete financial planning. With official interest rates at an all-time low, the lenders want your business. With Galaxy Finance, they'll do all the work for you and find the best possible deal. They'll do it all. Get in contact, ask for Leanne, and mention Unfiltered for a free chat. A free chat. No obligations. A free chat just by mentioning Unfiltered. Galaxyfinance.com.au is where you can find them. This is Andy Raymond Unfiltered, and over the next few weeks, as we count down until the season starts, we'll be speaking to some of the game's legends and starting arguments, because naming dream teams does just that. How on earth does anyone pick their best ever 13? On this edition of the podcast, we've enlisted a guy that's been in elite football, and I'm about to make him feel old, for 40 four years. He actually features in many dream teams himself, the four-time premiership winner, two-time Dally M, two-time Rothmans medalist, the great Peter Sterling has arrived. Are you starting to miss football and the football lifestyle in retirement? Or? Uh, not at all, Andy. I was I was born to retire, I think. And yes, I do feel old after that introduction. And it's kind of like looking into a mirror sitting across from you, which might have something to do with the hairline. But uh, no, I... Um, uh, yeah, look, I've obviously it's been a huge part of my life for, well, pretty much since I was four or five years old yeah. in, in different forms. But um, and now it just takes a different avenue, I suppose. That I'm I'm, I'm now a real fan of be watching it from a, a greater distance than what I have before. Okay, Sterlo, best ever thirteen. Any player, any team, any era, any competition. Mm. You're the coach and the sole selector. Fullback, who you got and why? Well, look, this will probably be you know, guided by more who I played with and against, yep. I think, because, you know, yes, I go back to I did see Graham Langlands play and, um, you know, okay. obviously yep. Graham Eady and those kind, but uh, I, I'd probably throw Gary Jack in um, yep. because he was my era, um, wonderful player at at club, state and international level, mm. just a wholehearted player. Uh, you know, Gary Belch is difficult to leave out because he yeah. was wonderful uh, as well. And, yes, I do go back. My favourite all-time player is actually Bob Batty, who was a fullback at Manly wow. before Graham Eady. I was a very, very staunch Manly supporter when I was a kid, and Bob Batty was my favourite. So, you know, push comes to shove. <laughs> yeah. I'm probably keen to get Bob in there somewhere. But I just think from my involvement playing with Gary Jack um, as I say, at, at different levels, mm. um, left nothing in the kit bag to Gary. Um, certainly left his money there because we didn't see much of that at all, <laughs> especially when it came to a shout. But a wonderful, wonderful player and a good guy. Gary Jack's our fullback. Who have we got on the wings? Well, I think the first person chosen is actually a winger, and that's Eric Groth. Yeah. Um, greatest winger I've I've seen in regards to being able to to finish uh, an opportunity. 
who knows what he would have been if he hadn't have struggled so much with injuries. Yeah. Like he's still regarded as one of the all-time greats but didn't play a lot of, of football because he was um, prone to injury, I guess. But just dynamic, just so strong, so fast, had a low centre of, of – of, Gravity and um, there was he scored a try in a grand final against Manly and Graham Moody came across to make a a try saving mm. tackle. Now most wingers with the, the force that Graham Moody hit Eric with would have ended up in the third row of yeah. the grandstand. Eric didn't buckle at all and scored in the corner. And yeah, you know, just I felt sorry for Eric because every time at Parramatta that a break was made by us or by the opposition, we just turned to look where he was to yeah. see where he was either going to make the tackle or score mm. the try. So. Uh, yeah, pretty easy one, that one, is is Eric. I think he's the first chosen. The other guy I'll throw in on the other wing, I think, is Andrew Weddinghausen. Yeah. Um, who was a wonderful finisher as well. Very different to Eric, of course, because ET had, you know, abundant speed. Yep. And, um, you know, to watch him develop from a teenager through to playing so many seasons in the top grade was, was excellent, you know, excellent, really good company. Um, and very different finisher to Eric, but boy, you'd be fairly confident of getting the ball over the line if you mm. had Guru on one side and ET on the other. Because ET was such a complete package on and off the field, good looking bloke. There was there were so many aspects to Andrew Eddinghouse, and I actually think his rugby league and his ability is often overlooked in favour of the the modelling, the marketing, mm. and everything else that goes into it. The one thing that is always overlooked, Andy, is his toughness. Okay. Like he, you know, he had that image of, of, of being a glamour boy yeah. type thing, but he played tough. Um, you know, he was durable. Mm. I don't think he missed many games through a, a long career, but there was never, there was nev- no hesitancy in his game whatsoever. And that that's completely overlooked when you regard Andrew Weddinghausen's game yep. as to just how physically tough he was. Okay, Eric and Andrew, uh, what about the centres, Pete? Oh, I'm going to have to make a bit of a – and it hurts me to do so, but I'm going to have to play Brett yeah. Kenny in the centres to accommodate someone else shortly. Um, but Brett, the most naturally gifted footballer I think I've ever seen. Mm. Um, you know, I was blessed to play inside him for something like 10 years and saw him do things in the game that only the true champions do. Yeah. Um, uh, if he if he hadn't have been a great rugby league player, he would have been probably Australia's best baseball player. He was like was his, he that good? Yeah, his, his father I think Alan was. Yeah. His, his name was a was a very good baseballer, and um, uh, he showed great potential as a young um, sports wow. person to, to go on and play baseball. Fortunately for us, he chose. But I think that comes back to his hand eye coordination, yes. um, his spontaneity. Mm. Um, yeah, just you know, just. Well, you score double tries in three straight grand yeah. finals. It says something, and then have two disallowed in another one. It's amazing, isn't um, it? And you go back and have a look at the the big games that he played in, the influence that he had, and the amount of times that he was, mm. you know, someone who got the ball over the line. Um, yeah, he he's he's the most naturally gifted player I've ever seen. Yeah. Kind of half me to to leave the crow, you know, have the crow in the side. Yeah. Um, because of the influence that he had on the young Parramatta players coming through, yep, uh, like Eric, like Brett, um, like Stevie Ella, uh, myself, uh, it, it, profound to come in and, and get his guidance mm. and experience and to feed off that to a stage where we could actually take the baton on from him. Um, so, yeah, Mick Cronin and just kind of enigmatic, isn't it, where never left Gerringong, um, went on to, to you know, represent – his country mm. from sleepy little town on the south coast. 
uh, and played at the one club despite mammoth offers to go elsewhere. We all know that John Singleton offered him a, a truckload to go and play for Newtown, yeah. uh, fly him up and back by the helicopter, but the crow, he just – he was happy where he was. Mm. So um, Mick Cronin just in front of Steve Rogers, who kind of when I look at Steve Rogers – very similar the way that he played to, to a Brett Kenny, just so yeah. athletic and such grace and poise. But I, I think Mick Cronin, again, it's a personal thing just because of the influence that he had. You won't get many arguments there. So Brett and Mick in the centres. As a result, I reckon I could probably guess the 5-8. The yeah, the the best player ever played against is Wally. Um, made the very difficult and complicated in a game looks so easy and that's what the greats do, especially when the game's on the line. Uh, Wally always wanted the ball in his hands and he always seemed to come up with the right play and something that he made look ridiculously easy, but when you look back on it in retrospect, it, it wasn't. Um, mm. So, yeah, Wally Lewis just – he hit like a, a back rower, um, just a, a – a real influence on every team that he ever played in. And I was fortunate way to, enough to go away in two kangaroo tours with him yeah. and, and, you know, see him in close quarters and great competitor and, um, yeah, just a huge talent. Wally's strength in doing a few of these interviews over the last year and a half, so many of the older guys have said the one thing Wally Lewis possessed that people rarely talk about was just an incredible strength. He was hard to get a hold of. He was hard to bring down. Oh, absolutely, and and again, you know, to me, Wally Lewis, um, when you have a, his greatness was being the difference mm. when it counted. Uh, as I say, he wanted the ball in his hands in in those moments. Um, so uh, yeah, he he's now we look at Cameron Smith, probably the most influential player out of dummy half that we've seen. Wally yeah. Lewis had a similar aura with the way that he played in yep. in the control and the influence that he had on a game of football regardless of what number he had on his back. But in my team, he has to be the six. Who's the seven then? Um, probably Turvey. Yeah? Yeah. I Again, it's a personal thing and maybe because we're both Wagga boys and yep. and good mates. But I, you know, Steve Mortimer. Steve Mortimer had an enormous influence on my life and I'll never forget walking down the main street of Wagga Wagga when I was maybe 14 or 15 years of age. And Steve, I think, had possibly just been chosen to play for New South Wales. And on the front of the Rugby League Week, which as a young person was our Bible, obviously, there was his head with the the caption, a star is born. Now, he'd gone from Wagga. I used to see Steve, um, Chris and and Peter playing footy and Glenn as well on the front grass uh, of the police boys club across the road from Wagga Leagues Club. And they were Turvey Park players and yeah. I was a Wagga kangaroo, but, you know, we obviously knew of the, the, the Mortimer brothers. So to see him go to Canterbury and have an immediate impact and then to have his face featured on Rugby Week, I remember the influence that had in regards to thinking, well, hang on, if he can go down there and do that, why it, it is possible. Why, can, why, can't, why can't I go and do yeah. that, you know, and do the same thing? And. Lo and behold, a couple of years later, I'm down there and, and playing against him. So he had a he had a profound influence on me just because of his early success mm. in going from Wagga Wagga to be able to go down and play first grade in Sydney and and excel and go on and um, lead New South Wales to our first ever series win. 
This episode is brought to you by our wonderful sponsors, Galaxy Finance. Sponsors and personal friends that I trust, that I trust enough to go to with questions about my own finances. That's not a sales pitch, that's fact. Any questions, any queries, they have the solutions from home loan lending to complete financial planning. With official interest rates at an all-time low, the lenders want your business. With Galaxy Finance, they'll do all the work for you and find the best possible deal. They'll do it all. Get in contact, ask for Leanne, and mention Unfiltered for a free chat. A free chat. No obligations. A free chat just by mentioning Unfiltered. Galaxyfinance.com.au is where you can find them. Quite the back line. Let's move into the big boys. Who have you got at lock? I've well, if it's if Eric was the first chosen, Ray Price yeah. is alongside him. Price is the greatest competitor I've ever seen. Asked for no quarter, gave no quarter, uh, left no stone unturned in his own pursuit of excellence, and he expected the same from everybody else. Did he? He still scares yeah. the shit out of me, Price. Uh, <laughs> honestly, he's just the hardest man. Yeah. Um, but to to watch what he expelled every week physically and mentally was. He's the best player that has ever worn a Parramatta jersey, and I, you know, Jeez. obviously you, you, you throw in you know, the mayor and Ken Thornett and, yeah. and Mick Cronin, and, and we've had so many great players. But the greatest player to ever put on the blue and gold jersey with an eel as a logo um, is is Ray Price, the, the 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 greatest competitor I've ever seen. And I I've got to say, Andy, that. When you get changed before a, a, a game in the dressing shed and you looked across, and whenever I saw Ray getting changed before we we're about to go out, it was like this this calming security blanket was yeah. over me that oh, we'll be okay, everything's going to be all right. That's the influence that he had, just a, an unbelievable player and um, the best competitor I've ever seen. What a wonderful endorsement. Uh, second row, Pete. Well, again, I'm, I'm going. I'm going sort of current. I, you know, I could go back again, and yeah, I, I saw Ron Coote and Gary Stevens and Bob McCarthy and all those players. Yep. But I'm going more contemporary. Uh, I'm going to start with with Wayne Pierce. I'm going to push him up. Yeah. Um, a favourite of mine. I, he was my roommate for yes. three months on the Kangaroo Tour in 1982. You learn a lot about people when you <laughs> when you're in the same room as <laughs> in three months. Um, but we became lifelong friends yeah. uh, because of that, and. Um, I'd have liked to have played more football alongside Wayne. He was just, uh, you know, he, he earned his edge, maybe not the most naturally gifted player, but he, he got his edge through his hard work and yep. what he did in the gym and uh, was going as 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 hard in the 80th minute as he was in the eighth, and they're the mm. kind of players that are in this team um, because they're, you know, they're, they're as, as good in the last and the closing stages of the game yep. as to start it off and Wayne Pierce falls into that category. And, um, again, I was – Fortunate enough to play alongside him in, at the New South Wales in 1986, yeah, which was our the first clean sweep, yep, and he led us to that, um, and he was a wonderful leader in doing so. Who's partnering Wayne in the the second I've row? Got a, got a smoky for you, Andy. Okay, um, Steve Norton, Steve Knocker Norton, who played uh, I played with at Hull FC, yeah, played at Manly in the mid 80s, yes. won a, I think won a, a grand final for them then. I think. I think behind Arthur Beetson is the greatest ball playing forward that I've 
I've seen or, wow. or played alongside. And, and one of the absolute joys for me in going across to play at Hull FC in the early to mid-80s was to go along and play alongside Steve Norton. There you go. Who, as I say, I, I was a Manly supporter, so going mm. back to the mid-80s when you know, they had quite a few Englishmen. Phil Lowe went there, Gary yeah. Stevens, a halfback, uh, Malcolm Reilly, of course. Uh, but Knocker Norton um, was just this – by the time I got over to Hull, obviously he was in the twilight of his career. Yeah. He spoke like he was out of the Bible. It was, how is thou going? What is thou doing? <laughs> uh, with this brogue Yorkshire accent, mm. but just such a charismatic mm. individual and such a great, great player. Um, I think he was playing for, for Great Britain, you know, when he was 18 and 19. Um, and I, it was one of the joys of my life to go across and play in the English game and have him as the lock forward in the side that I played. I played with David Topless at 5-8 in yeah. some games as well. So, you know, in Australia I'm playing between Brett Kenny and Ray Price. In England I'm playing between David Topless and Steve Norton. If you can't play well between those guys, yeah. you can't play. <laughs> so, so that was great. Yeah, knocker. I'm throwing knocker in. There we go. Wayne Pierce, Stevie Norton. What about your props? There's some competition here. There is. And again, I'm going to throw. Well, let's start with the obvious one. Uh, I've got to. I've got to put Arthur Beetson. Yep. Um, again, as one of the first chosen. Very fortunate that Arthur came to Parramatta uh, when I was just kind of mm. starting out. I spent a lot of time with Arthur. Played some reserve grade with him. Played a little bit of first grade with him. But, uh, you know, I, if you said that he was the greatest player to ever play a game, I don't know if many people would argue that. Yeah. You know, it's um, – it, it, I still think the best club sides I've ever seen have been the 74-75 the side of the Eastern Suburbs era. Um, and Better after, than the Parramatta early 80s well, side? I, yeah, I've – I, I think if we're spoken in the same breath as them, we'd be delighted with yeah. that. But you have a look through those teams and the, the core of that mm. are the, um, you know, the, the Ron Coots, uh, you know, guys like John Brass. Yep. Um, but Arthur stood, he he was, he's a Goliath of our game and mm. just this, you know, the influence that obviously we know he had at, at, at getting origin started, but he was, he was this big man who just had silky touch um, I bought my first car off him. It was a 1974 Yellow Passat. He gave me a 30-day warranty. It fell apart after 32 days. <laughs> and the, the driver's seat was the first thing to go, which didn't surprise me. Uh, but as a player, I, I, he's, he's, he's just a true legend of our game. Arthur Beetson is the first one and the second prop. Um, this might surprise I'm, I'm, Again, I'm biased. I'm putting Ron Hilditch in. The hitman. Uh, yeah, I didn't play with many tougher players than Ron Hilditch. And again, Ronnie might not have um, been blessed with natural skills, yep. but um, when it came down to to actual physical toughness, um, I, I you know, Ronnie Ronnie's right up there. He, he transitioned from uh, from a hooker yep. to the front row, um, did that seamlessly, and that's just, an amazing feat when you think of that now in the modern game. Yeah, yeah, putting Cameron Smith or. Danny Badiris, Harry Grant, whoever it may be, yeah, a prop wouldn't work. A different game, absolutely. Yeah. But um, Ronnie could get the job done in in either fashion. Uh, the silent assassins in our game are the ones mm. that I think are always, yeah, um, the the most feared. And Ronnie just fits into that category. I, I'm so glad that I played with him and not against him. What about your hooker? Well, my hooker is a guy who's when it comes to success in first grade, uh, you can't go past Stephen Edge. Yeah. Which, you know, you look at Edgy, 
we used to ring a bell. You know, when I fed the scrum, I'd ring a bell because he was blind. He couldn't see. I had to give him a tip as to when the ball was coming in. <laughs> and somehow he'd still finish in front. And uh, you know, he was a true hooker. He could, you know, he, he knew how to win the ball from the opponent's second yeah. row. Uh, um, but a great leader, a great leader. And, and again, when you have a look at his influence at St George mm. and then Parramatta, and all of the success that those clubs had and all of the leadership qualities through individuals mm. at those clubs, for Steve Edge to get the nod from, from coaches who understood what leadership was yeah. all about speaks volumes. Uh, I, I don't know what his record is, but I think he played in – I know he played in double-digit grand finals and he won the vast majority yeah. of them uh, for a guy who did have trouble with his sight, who was slow out of dummy half – and wasn't going to run 50 mm. metres and score a try for to, – to do what he did for as long as he did came down to what the um, what he was able to instil into a side when it comes to, to leadership and um, his record speaks for itself. The beauty of footy is I could ask you for your second and third sides and there's every chance your second and third side would beat this side on any given oh, yeah, day. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, you know, if he, I'm, yeah, Cameron Smith – yeah, you know, realistically, has to be in there, and and so many others. So I've been a little bit selfish in my in my dream team, but I've kept it more contemporary mm. um, because of maybe the influence that they had on me in, yeah. in various shapes or form, and I don't apologise for that. So you're just going to have to stick with those thirteen, Andy. I am happy That's- to. Before I let you go, the mighty Parramatta Eels in twenty two, a chance to end the drought. Oh look, uh, probably. Would sum it up the way that I had the last couple of years. I'm quietly optimistic. Yeah. Um, you know they've done a fantastic job. You know we were in the doldrums uh, clearly when we you know we're back as wooden spooners, and mm. it's 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 a big feat to go from sixteenth to sixth. That's not easy to do. No. It's harder to go from sixth to first. Yep. And that's kind of you know that's where we are. We we are now a top four team. Yeah. Um, but it's it's it takes so much. To actually, you know, do the victory lap at the end of the season, um, coming from where they have. But you know, if they get things right, what I think gives all us Parramatta fans confidence and hope were the performances late in the season last year yeah. against Penrith and against South Sydney. Very much so, because I've said before that Parramatta cannot win a premiership until they can kiss consistently win football games eight six ten eight fourteen yeah. ten. 20 to 16, against the best sides. Yep. And we haven't been able to do that. We've been able to do it sporadically. Yeah. But to be able to do it consistently against the very best and win with your defence, because ultimately, if you ever look through, maybe except for the Tigers back in 2005, all around that, the best defensive team will win the competition. Um, And we just haven't been able to to be the mentally – tough football team that you have to be every week, but we're closer than we've been for a long, long time. Recapping the side, Gary Jack as the fullback, the wingers, Eric Groth, Andrew Eddinghouse, and the centres, Brett Kenny, Mick Cronin. Wally Lewis is the 5'8", Steve Mortimer, the halfback, Ray Price is the lock, Wayne Pearce and Steve Norton in the second row, Arthur Beetson and Ron Hiltage are the props, Steve Edge is the hooker. Always a pleasure, Pete. Thanks for dropping Thank you, in. I apologise to those who I've forgotten, <laughs> but when you've played for as long as I did, uh, you get to have played alongside so many greats, but I'm, 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 I think that'll be a really hard team to beat. Another Andy Raymond Unfiltered podcast. 
As we count down to the season, Monday nights will drop a Q&A podcast where you're in total control because you're asking the questions. Then on Thursday nights, we're dropping the dream team. Any era, any player, any position from any competition. Who makes the cut, who misses out and why? As always, we'll be speaking to the biggest names in the game, both current and from eras gone by. And we've got some huge surprises coming up before round one kicks off. If you've enjoyed this podcast, we'd ask you to leave a review and a five-star rating on the app you're currently listening on. It's easy, takes 30 seconds, and you can now rate on Spotify. What it does, it increases our position on the search engines as we look to expand the brand and bring you more. We're done for now. Look after yourselves and make sure you come back soon, legends. Legends.